Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. behind women's cricket chat that's georgie cassie mihika and alex coming up on today's podcast welcome to another episode of women's cricket chat this week you've got just me no alex but i'm joined by a superstar guest and this week we have for you mihika gore mihika welcome to the podcast thank you so much for taking time out of your your busy busy schedule as we build into a hundred summer and for coming to chat yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Very excited. Very excited. You sound you sound really excited to chat to me. You're like, oh God, I'm stuck with Auntie Georgie. <laughs> um, yeah, always just an excuse to talk to Auntie Georgie. Yeah, basically. Um, for those of you who don't know, Mahika and I met at Fairbreak and Auntie Georgie just became a thing because I can't even really remember why, but it just it just did. It's stuck now. So Auntie Georgie and Mahika with you this week. So Mahika, let's I don't really know where to kick things off. How about, you know, how are things going at the moment? What are you up to at the moment? We're in a break between the Rachel Hayhoe Flint Trophy and the 100. How has this summer been going for you? It's your first summer with a pro contract now at Thunder. How is it going? Yeah, it's been great. Like, obviously, my first proper summer. And, you know, before I was living in Dubai, I didn't really know how sort of full-on the English summer is with cricket because uh, in Dubai we just have sort of cricket all year round but it wouldn't be as intense but over here like as soon as the sun comes out it's just crazy there's just so much cricket and I've loved it like we had the Charlotte Edwards Cup we had the Rachel Hale Flint Trophy which has been going well um, obviously with the the Charlotte Edwards Cup we got to finals day which was good uh, good for us like I think we lost our first two matches in the tournament, so it was good to get there in the end. But yeah, like right now, just in a break, um, we've had two rained off games in a row, which is quite annoying. So we couldn't actually like end off the, 
on a high before the hundred started. We just ended up like waiting in the changing rooms, hoping for the rain to stop, but nothing's really happening. Um, so hopefully the weather gets a bit better for the hundred. Yeah, and what's it been like for you? So this is actually your first proper season with Thunder, and then what was it like to sign an actual first proper pro contract? I mean, you're only seventeen. That must just be like wild dreams kind of territory. Yeah, for sure. I think if you'd have asked me like a year ago, uh, I wouldn't have ever guessed that I'd be doing that. So, yeah, super proud. I think it's just, uh, yeah, it's just to show like that. It just shows um, the work that I've put in. So I'm happy with that. But obviously, that's not the end for me. I still want to keep doing more stuff like uh, playing well for Thunder, sort of becoming like a frontline bowler for them, uh, and hopefully playing for England soon as well. That was going to be one of my questions at some point. So it's a, it's an interesting one. Obviously, I know your background. You've played at UAE, played for the UAE, the under-19s and the seniors there. But you do have an English passport, don't you? Because you were born in Reading. Yeah. So could you just explain to our listeners how this one works and what your plan is? So would you make that switch from playing for the UAE to officially be able to play for England? Yeah, so I um, moved to Dubai when I was eight. So I could, like, I trained over there and then played for UAE because to play for UAE, you just, I don't actually know what you need. Um, I think you just need to live there. Like, I think you need the Emirates ID or something, which I had. Um But now, like, one of the main reasons that I moved back to England was for you know, obviously, I want to take, I want to sort of do what I'm capable of. And UAE cricket is great and everything, but um, I just thought that maybe by coming here, I could get like a higher standard of training and stuff. So, yeah, that's one of the reasons why I've moved back to hopefully sort of get my name in the system. Um, and yeah, by playing county cricket, playing all the regional stuff here, uh, just hopefully sort of like making a name for myself and seeing seeing what can happen from that. And if you could just talk us through how you were picked up by, was it you were picked up by Thunder when they came over to Dubai for a tour, a pre-season tour? Uh, no, so it was actually before the pre-season tour. It was in October. So our, there was like an expo thing happening in Dubai at the time and our school sort of organised this like masterclass session with Lancashire. And I remember I couldn't actually go to that initially because I had training with the UAE, but then that got cancelled and I ended up going. Um, and it was just sort of like very small nets, not even run up, like the run up wasn't even enough for like a spinner. It was very small. And we were just sort of just bowling to each other. Keaton Jennings was there um, and he was sort of just giving us buying tips. Um, and I wasn't really thinking much of it. I was just sort of bowling. Uh, but then my teacher was talking to Warren Hegg and like saying that, you know, I have a British passport or whatever. And then um, through Warren Hegg, so he basically just approached the school to get in touch with my parents and stuff because he thought that I could, you know, potentially play with Thunder. Uh, and then the preseason tour happened in March, so I got to meet them properly then. Um, and yeah, I think it was all, it's so kind of crazy, like, that it all happened like that because then I got to play in the hundred that summer as well. So it was 
it was mad. It was definitely like, like what is like, oh, what is happening kind of thing. But yeah, very grateful for that. Yeah, it seems like a bit of a whirlwind. So you're now at school over here at Sedbert playing at Thunder. And then this summer you made your debut for the England Lions, didn't you? So what was that like as a step and how hungry did that make you to want to play for England cricket? Yeah, um, definitely. Like when I found out I was playing for England, like I got selected for England Day, I was super happy. Um, definitely a bit nervous. I remember before that first match, um, in the warm-up and stuff, I was quite nervous because obviously it was like a whole, it was a new standard of cricket and also I didn't really know anyone in the team. So it was like, it was all very new for me. Um, and then, but like the girls in the team were super nice. Um, they all sort of helped me. I asked a lot of questions as well, got to learn from them. Um, but yeah, it was, it was great. It, it could have gone better, obviously. So like you said, it just made me a bit more hungry and hopefully I can just keep working hard and uh, play more matches for them. Like, and how does the process work with you making the switch from the UAE to playing for England? Uh, asking the wrong person, I honestly don't know. I think like my parents have dealt with that sort of stuff. Um, oh, dream, yeah, leave it to yeah. them. I still yeah. Leave. yeah, leave it to them, honestly. <laughs> But that's really exciting because I remember when we were at Fairbreak earlier on this year, which is obviously where we met, we'll get on to Fairbreak in a bit. It was, you know, a lot of our discussion was, you know, I remember Dan Norcross was very excited when he realised that you would actually be able to play for England. He was like, right, get it to switch now, get it to switch now. So the idea that, you know, that definitely is what you would want to do because we didn't know. I mean, a little bit bad for the UAE, we just nicked you. But, you know, that'll just happen. <laughs> They'll have to go over that one. They just have to be England supporters. But that's a really exciting step and move for you, especially so young, already playing in that A, and you've got that sort of experience under your belt. You've played as part of an add-on to an Ashes series already, which is really cool because I think a lot of 17-year-olds in that summer would be in, like, I don't know, where do you go as a 17-year-old? Like, Zanti, somewhere like that. Yeah. Drinking fish <laughs> bowls or whatever it is they do. But um, yeah, so now you can you can now be a fully fledged, fledged English left arm seamer, which is a very exciting prospect for those of us watching England cricket. But I want to take it all the way back to how you actually started cricket in the first place. What got you into it? Uh, the IPL. Like I remember me and my dad, not me and my dad, like our whole family went to watch a match in India. Um, it was Rajasthan versus Delhi. Delhi Daredevils at the time and then all I remember about it was that Shane Warne got player of the match I really I don't remember much but apparently like what my dad tells me is that when we came back home to the UK in the garden I'd just be like bowling and apparently I was like rolling my arm properly I wasn't chucking the ball so he was he was quite surprised by that and then like he put me in a club in England but then we moved to Dubai and I stopped cricket for a while. I became a fully fledged badminton player. With oh, interesting. <laughs> As you do, give uh, Yeah, so me and my sister would go for badminton training like once a week. And then every time we'd go for badminton training, we'd cross uh, the ICC. So then we'd think about it, but then we'd be like, nah. And then I think the turning point was I played my first badminton match. And I lost 21-3, 21-3. 
So then I was just like, maybe this is not for me. I think my parents thought that as well. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, let's just, like, we crossed the ICC anyway. Let's just go see what's up. And then I went there and the coach told me to bowl. I think Chaya was batting at the time. Who's now a captain of the UAE team. Yeah. So I bowled. I was bowling to her. I was bowling these, like, rupee four tosses. She was just defending them because she felt bad that this, like, nine-year-old was bowling to her. Um but yeah, then got back into cricket from there. And your height is obviously something that is very helpful when it comes to bowling. Have you always been mega tall? Because I've never had a growth spurt as such. I've just always been really tall. Yeah, same. I've just I've been quite tall. I've always been like one of the tallest in the class. Um, actually, I've always been like the tallest in in my class. I think it comes from my dad. He's like six four. My mom's also quite tall. Yeah. Um. But, um but yeah, I, I had a mini growth, growth spurt during quarantine. Because I remember after that, like, after the quarantine period, everyone was like, wow, you've really grown. Um, but yeah, I've just always been quite tall. And how was quarantine and lockdown for, in? because I don't really know what it was like in Dubai, and how did you manage to keep up any of your training? In Dubai, it was quite, like, I remember we had online school and stuff, so it, I'd be quite busy for most of it. Um, and then what, we'd have, like... Two or three times a week, we'd have these like Zoom sessions, uh, with our like club and we'd sort of just do like, we'd put someone with like screen share YouTube fitness class thing and we'd all just do it. Um, yeah, those are like the dark days, honestly. That was not fun. And then, um, yeah, I just, just sort of watch a lot of cricket, I think. I can't really remember what I did. I remember that we had a tournament in September. Um, but, because I had that growth spurt during quarantine, like I said, both my knees were sort of not in a good place, so I couldn't actually play it. Um, so it's a good thing that I grew during quarantine because I like, got the injury then, so I didn't really miss out on much. Yeah, and so you moved over to Dubai and you picked up your cricket again when you got over there, and then you made your international debut age 12, am I right? Yeah. What was that like? I don't, <laughs> I don't really remember. Like, uh, it was quite surreal for me because obviously I was so young. But then at the same time, um, Sam and Vashnavi were also making their debuts, and they were both younger than younger than me. So it wasn't like, a, oh, I'm like the youngest here, and because at least I had two other girls um, that were as young as me. So. Yeah, it wasn't that bad, but but yeah, I just remember I wasn't really nervous at all. I, I was just sort of like, yeah, I just want a ball. Um, and I think, yeah, I got one wicket there against Kuwait. I got my first wicket, and then I was just super happy. My mom and my sister also came over to, like, they came over to Thailand to watch me, uh, which was nice. I think my sister got food poisoning, though, but apart from that, they enjoyed it. Oh, it's it. worth it. I'm sure, I'm sure she's yeah. now. Yeah, hopefully. Um, from then, obviously, you've carried on playing through the ages. And um, we had the Under-19 Women's World Cup earlier this year, which obviously I was at as well. What was that like to be part of the first one ever playing as part of that UAE? Yeah, yeah I always say, like, it's such a flex, like, playing the first ever Under-19 World Women's World Cup. Um, it's, like, something that we'll always be a part of. Like, we're just always going to be in that. So... Yeah, very, very happy to have played that. Um, 
and I think it was it was good for UAE as well. Like we got through to the Super Six, which was amazing for us. It's such a good feeling. Um, and yeah, we couldn't get go on any further, but I think we were still quite proud of like what we did. Um, and I'm also quite happy with sort of the way the way that I went about it as well. Yeah, because um, we saw you with both the ball and the bat. So have you been working on your batting? as well as your bowling as much, would you ever consider sort of trying to push to being an all-rounder? Yeah, I mean, I definitely want to be an all-rounder. Uh, I think it's more exciting than just being a bowler, for sure. So when I joined Sebra in uh, September, my coach was like, uh, Martin Spate, he's a wicketkeeper batter himself, and he's like a great batting coach. Um, so he was very sort of determined to make me like a bit more of a batty. He said that I've got like a good base. So over the winter, we did a lot of work on my batting. Um, and I think when I went to the World Cup, it sort of, like I wasn't really thinking too much about it, but just because of the work that we'd done over the winter, I sort of like was able to bat quite well. Uh, and it's still something I'm working on. I still uh, want to be like, like an all-rounder, hopefully batting at like, six seven in the future interesting I love that because you know so often you do get pigeonholed once it's someone decides that you're a bowler it's like right you're a bowler now yeah. um yeah and then re fast forward a few months we got to fair break which is where a lot of people suddenly you know sort of came into their awareness I mentioned Dan and the likes of Adam and then Hartley obviously knew you anyway from Thunder things she kept going we found her she's ours we've got her <laughs> um what was it like to be part of the Fairbreak family and everything that that is doing for women's cricket and the opportunities it's providing yeah Fairbreak was was really good uh, I really enjoyed that um I think Hong Kong as well it wasn't what I was expecting it to be like at all like I really enjoyed Hong Kong um but the tournament itself I think it was great um for like associate level players to be playing in the same team as like the best players in the world. It's it's so good for everyone. Um, and I don't know like a single person who played it and didn't enjoy it. Like it was just, everyone had so much fun and which, which is what it's meant to be about. So yeah, I think it's, it's so good. And hopefully there's just many more tournaments like that to come. And did it help your confidence? As a player, do you think? How much do you think it helped develop you? Uh, quite a lot, I'd say. I think before the first match, I was a bit nervous, but it was nice to sort of talk to Nick Carey, who was a captain in my team, um, like just see the way that she went about it because she's quite calm and see like sort of the plans that she had. Uh, she'd always be a mid-on, mid-off, so I could sort of ask her questions and talk to her about it. Um but yeah, for me, like I learned a lot. Not every match was perfect, but that was a good thing that I got to sort of sit through, like watch it again and see where I could have what I could have done better. But it was also good for my confidence that I could get like some some big names out. Yeah, and then um, you made it into that team of the tournament as well, so it can't have gone too badly for you. Um, what was it like to get to play alongside and against some of? the really big names in women's cricket and do you keep in touch? Um, I think like I've kept in touch with some of the other girls, like not necessarily 
the the biggest names, but some of the girls who are in my team. Um, as you know, like as you might know, Betty Chan's here in England. Oh yeah. So yeah, so she messaged me when she came, which was nice. So hopefully before she leaves, I can can find her, meet her for a bit. Um, but yeah, like to play with like with Nick Carey, Sophia Dunkley, Bisma Maru, like Kaka as well. Uh, and just see, like they're so calm about the way they go about their cricket. Like they don't put too much pressure on themselves at all. So it was, and they don't put pressure on us as well. So it was just really nice to see that. And I've sort of taken some of that stuff, brought it like brought it back with me, and then I've been trying to like keep that same mindset when I bore now. Because you do always seem pretty cool, calm, and collected. I'm not sure if that's just on the outside, but you seem to just sort of have your stuff together don't swear on the podcast Georgie <laughs> you do, like have it pretty well put together and you never seem too like you've got the action that doesn't seem like you're sort of trying too hard do you find that it's just sort of really natural for you yeah I think um I think that's quite new for me like a couple of years ago if I were to be hit for a boundary or something I just like the next one I'd be like oh I'm gonna bowl this as fast as I can I'd and that would sort of take me away from what I'm good at it would make me bowl like uh, not a good bowl and then I'd just get hit again so I think that's something I've worked on that's something people have told me that like when you get hit for a boundary you just have to stay super calm like and you know that you just need to focus on the next bowl um so yeah I think it's it's new for me I've not it's it's not something I've always had. Um, but yeah, for my action, it is it is pretty natural. Uh, obviously, I've worked on some stuff, but I don't try and force it too much. Just sort of let it happen. And is there more that you're still sort of trying to add to your bowling repertoire? What do you think you're missing? Uh, I think, so this winter, I've worked a bit on trying to get faster, basically. Um, like right now, I've got pretty good swing, but I want to be able to swing the ball at, quicker speed so yeah I just want to get like stronger and get quicker um and also just some variations as well I think with my height I've got a good like I've got I should have a good bouncer so just working on my bouncer and different variations as well and it's something I guess you can sort of look at England and see that they are lacking in that left arm pace do you sort of look at it and be like I know that this is a gap that I'll be able to fill yeah, I haven't I haven't really thought about that, but I think that if yeah, if they're lacking a left arm pacer, then for sure it, w- it would be a great opportunity for me. Like I could definitely see myself not maybe not now, but in the future, hopefully um, after I've developed a bit more, um, hopefully uh, getting a spot there. Yeah, and so you do have the opportunity to keep developing. Obviously, you're now playing at Thunder full-time you know we were just talking before this podcast that um you're gonna you're looking at unis around Manchester so that you can stay at Thunder and train there picked up three wickets on your Thunder debut this year is that right yeah um what's yeah. it look like playing in that team this year because it was a it was a tricky start for Thunder wasn't it yeah. to try and find that first especially Rachel Hayhoe Flint win so how much are you enjoying your time with them because it seems like really good fun at Thunder yeah yeah they're all like they're all such a great bunch of people um they've all been like super welcoming it's been nice to to join them and um yeah 
obviously we started off not in the best way, I think in both trophies. Um, but we were able to show that like in the Charles Edwards Cup, like we still got that turnaround. We had a really good comeback. Um, especially that we played against Diamonds and Blackpool. I think that was one of the best games of the season because we had to win that game and we didn't have any of our England players. They were all out. So and we still managed to still managed to win it like it was a proper team effort. So I think we we've shown what we can do. Um and we definitely are capable of like winning or a, a lot more. Um and we're getting there. Uh so hopefully like after I think we've got two more matches. I don't know actually how many more matches we have after the hundred, but hopefully we can we can end the season well. Yeah, and so you're playing at the the OGs, the Manchester Originals in the hundred this year. How excited are you for that? Because that team is absolutely stacked this year. Yeah, yeah, I'm so excited. Like we've got quite a different team to last year as well, which is it's always good to sort of have like some new faces, but like. Yeah, so excited. I remember last year, I didn't play a match, but I still, it was like greatest cricket tournament for me yet because I just learned so much because it's just a whole new standard and like the crowds and everything is just so exciting. So yeah, like super excited for this year. Yeah, and it's done a lot for sort of the growth of women's cricket in this country. Did you watch the first, were you part of it in the very first year? No, I wasn't. No, did you watch it and think that's something I want to be part of? Yeah, I definitely I watched it for sure. Um, and I wasn't. I definitely thought that I want to be part of it, but I wasn't thinking that it would, like, that it would come so soon. So obviously, like, quite grateful that I was I was able to play last year. Um, let's sort of be part of it. Um, and yeah, hopefully this year maybe I can play some matches, but. Like, I don't want to put too much pressure on that. We, we can see how it goes. Yeah, and you can reunite with a bunch of fair breakers, actually. Who have you got there? You've got yeah. Wello, Dottin. Wello, yeah. Uh, Wolvart. Wolvart. You know what? This team is absolutely stacked. Um, I'm wearing <laughs> yeah. black and white because I'm going to... I think I'm an OG this year, but I think... You know when you... Yeah, you yeah. should be. You should yeah, be. We'll get, you an OG, we'll get you an OG bucket hat You read well. my mind. You read my mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, I do like the OG bucket hats. Although you do look a bit like Vickers in the new kit. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, you know, yeah. each their own. I don't know. I don't know if I love it, but it's okay. Yeah, but I think you're doing better with black and white than like yellow and red or whatever. Yeah, true. I don't yeah. know what the Oval Invincibles kit is this year, but it's just like a <laughs> children's kit. I actually like it. I actually like it. I don't know. It'd be really good. Um, <laughs> like on your, uh, look as a nail decoration, but I don't think I could rock it as a shirt. Yes. Yeah. But I'm an Oval <laughs> fan now, so it doesn't matter. Anyway. Yes, um, you are. And so we've got the 100 coming up and then the rest of the Rachel Hayhoe Flint Trophy. What is the plan for beyond that you know what's the sort of short-term plan and then obviously the the, the long-term plan is England stuff I guess uh so short-term plan I've got school starting in September oh, which, is it last year yeah last year so A levels and stuff which uh I haven't really thought about that <laughs> I've been enjoying my summer so much so it's fine um and then I'll, I'll have my like A levels next year and then once once that's done um just cricket really uh i want to go to was that actively your choice saying i want to do my education i want to finish it and i want to go to uni 
Yeah, I think it's also like something my parents have always said, which I completely agree with that. Uh, like I want to do cricket, which is great. That's a plan A, but you should always have a sort of a plan B. Um, so like, yeah, and also just always have something else to do because I, I would get like quite bored. You don't want to just, just be doing cricket all the time. Yeah. So, and if you can balance both of them, then why not? So I don't know if I want to do university straight away. Um, might take a gap here. It just depends. Like we'll see how cricket's going, but definitely in the future, like I'd wanna wanna go to university and experience that as well. And what are you gonna study? I have no idea. I had I thought I was doing sports science up until like a couple months ago when I started thinking about doing like management or something. So, uh, yeah, I really don't know. I'm gonna have to look into that a bit more. <laughs> Uh, don't do psychology. That's my suggestion. Well, don't did do, you do psychology. I did. I can't say I've ever used it, and I can't say okay. I've used it that much. I liked uni, didn't like my course, but maybe that's just me. Um, okay. But that is my suggestion to you. That All right. All right. You've yeah. Yes, you I'll it. just do. I'll just do management then. You, you yeah. I'm sure it's probably more helpful in day to day life. People like to say, "Oh, but surely you can read people's minds," and I'm like, <laughs> psychology, not like palmistry and yeah. anyway you have to do something else for that yeah well, I don't know what you have to do drink something from <laughs> um but obviously I'm aware I don't want to keep you forever you've got to go and do an appearance at a children's club today that's what happens when, yeah. you, become a, when you become a celeb you have to go and do appearances <laughs> we always like to round off with a few sort of quick fire questions which are just a bit more fun so one that we like to um always ask is what's your favorite item at a cricket tea what like food items yeah um flapjacks interesting sure. no one's ever said that to us i don't know what's the like common answers the common know? one um we quite often get um sausage rolls and oh but i'm vegetarian so i can't really oh there you go oh i make a really good cheese and onion one. Oh, do you mm. yeah flapjacks, yeah good choice i actually like flapjacks warm interesting mm. I, think I yeah we usually flapjacks. just have them like forward out and then they're good to have right before we go into play um flapjacks interesting um yeah. someone else there's quite a few people go for egg sandwiches but that's such a standard nah nah no <laughs> oh i was on a train the other day and someone ate a tuna sandwich and i was sat there like and i, I, didn't, <laughs> I was like i can't be near this it smells too bad oh me and tin tuna are not friends um another one we love oh. is i'm not sure if you do sledge if you sledge at 17 but what's a favorite sledge you've ever used or heard um I remember one match in Dubai um there was like a touring team that came uh from England and I got a bit too excited and I said something like um more dots than my aunt's polka dotted leggings or something I don't even know what I was saying but I just remember that the umpire had to warn me because it's got a bit too excited <laughs> love that love that um one of my favourite ones was send those bales to Wales. I used to play with someone who always said that. Uh, that's a bit standard, though. You've got to be a bit creative. Yeah. Like, I made another one. It was like more taps. More taps than my dad's plumbing company. I don't even know. Nice. I love it. I like the, I like <laughs> the personality. It's way more fun. Um, <laughs> if you didn't do cricket and there was literally any job in the world that you could do, what would you want to do? Uh... See, I think, so this summer I've started, like, cooking, 
and I'm actually pretty good. So I'd be a, a chef. That's what I'd do. Love that. Master chef, celebrity master chef, yeah, one day? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Nice. Love that. <laughs> Better than going in the jungle anyway. Yeah. I'm actually like, I'm actually not bad. I think my whole family would disagree, but the food, like yesterday I made banana bread, which is not too bad as well. So Do you ever take it to training? Uh, yeah, why not? People will love you if you take baked goods to training. Ask Sophie Love. She yeah. always makes great things and she's like, yeah. All right, all right, I'll, I'll do that. Eka's Bakery, yeah. It, <laughs> it'll be gorgeous. Ah, uh, great one. <laughs> um, what was the last TV series you binge watched? Uh, I don't really. I haven't watched new ones. I just rewatch old ones all the time, like Modern Family. I just watch it all the time. Yeah, nice. And then Brooklyn Nine Nine. Just rewatch it. Did you, watch, did you watch New Girl? I love New Girl. No, but a lot of people have told me to watch it. I absolutely love New Girl. It's just such like brain mush, and yeah, I'm a yeah. Big... Um, yeah, I'll start that. Favorite musician or band? Harry, Harry Styles, probably. Quite like nice. his music. Nice. Did you go see him? No, I didn't. He was he performed everywhere in England except for Manchester, which is where he's from, which I didn't quite understand. Oh, that is. Um, mm. Yeah. So not this year. Next year, maybe. Um, ideal holiday destination. Uh, Maldives. Yeah, nice, good choice. Love Basic. that. Basic. <laughs> no, but go for it. Why not? You can pick anywhere. Yeah. So yeah, I think I'd say that or like Fiji or somewhere like that. Yeah. Very long flight, so I don't know about mm. that one. Oh, I can't remember. That. I had one. I was going to ask, and now I can't remember it. Um, maybe we'll just round up because you <laughs> say, and I know that you have places. To be. Um, oh, I know. Favorite ground you played cricket at? Ooh, uh, uh, where have I played cricket? Sophia Gardens, probably. Quite like that. Nice. Well, I think we'll, we'll leave it on that one, and I'm sure there'll be plenty of places around the world you'll get to play, hopefully. But Mahika Gore, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Women's Cricket Chat. Just where can our followers find you on social media? Uh, on Instagram, Mahika Gore. Well, that was simple enough. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. It's been amazing to hear about your story so far and we look forward to following it for a very long time into the future when I'm old and grey and you're still young and bounding in. <laughs> of course, Auntie Georgie. Thank you very much. Enjoy. And to all our listeners, if you want to keep up to date with everything that we're doing, you can follow us on Twitter and TikTok at WCricketChat, on Instagram at Women's Cricket Chat. And if you want to give us a like on Facebook, we are Women's Cricket Chat. If you'd like to give our personal Twitters a follow, then it's at GeorgiaHeath27, at CassieCoombs98, at Mahika Varshney, and I'm at Alex Dayan Pereira. This has been Women's Cricket Chat. Tune in next time. Podcast Network.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.